Welcome back, dear listeners, to another pulse-quickening episode of AI Nightmares. Tonight, we delve deep into the shadows of the trees, where the unknown lurks and whispers its secrets to the wind, where an ordinary hike can turn into an unimaginable ordeal, and where the soft rustling of leaves might just be footsteps trailing behind you. Remember the lost souls of Elderwood Grove? Their haunting chants still resonate through the heart of the woods, echoing the torment of eternity. And if you've ever heard the alluring song of the cursed gramophone, you'll know that some melodies are better left unlistened. Let's not forget those shadowy figures that dance and prance around your campfire. They might be closer than you think. Ever felt that prickling sensation on your neck? The presence of unseen eyes watching? It's a sensation that many of our characters tonight know all too well. As you cozy up and prepare to embark on tonight's journey into the forest's heart, know that the tales you're about to hear are products of AI, but the shivers they send down your spine? Oh, those are very, very real. Thank you for joining us on AI Nightmares. If our stories today spark your imagination or the dark recesses of your mind conjure up chilling ideas of your own, we'd love to hear them for future episodes. Remember, in this vast, interconnected world of technology and tales, it's the stories that connect us, especially the ones that keep us up at night. Tale 1. Echoes of Alara In a forgotten corner of the world, a vast untouched forest stretched endlessly, its heart holding a secret many had died trying to unveil, the lost city of Alara. Tales whispered of its streets paved with gold, of fountains that gushed with youth-restoring waters, and of treasures that promised infinite power. Yet the city was not silent, for it cried out in the dreams of those it deemed worthy, or perhaps vulnerable. Famed archaeologist Dr. Rowan Fitzgerald had heard these tales as a child, but regarded them as mere fables, until the night Elara reached out to him in his dreams. Its haunting beauty and the melancholic songs of its residents filled his nights, urging him to seek it out. And so, Armed with ancient scrolls and an undying obsession, he ventured deep into the forest. Weeks turned into months. Each day the forest played tricks on him. The paths shifted, the rivers changed their course, and every night the dreams grew more vivid. He'd wake up with his hands filled with golden sand or the faint echo of a forgotten song playing in his ears. One evening, after a particularly arduous journey, Rowan stumbled upon an ancient statue of a guardian, half-human, half-beast, its eyes adorned with shimmering gemstones. The base of the statue bore an inscription, To see Ilara is to lose oneself, to enter Ilara is to never return. Undeterred, Rowan pressed on, the city's song now a deafening roar in his ears. Days later, a vast chasm lay before him, and at its center, shrouded in mist, were the majestic spires of Ilara. But as he attempted to approach, the chasm widened, the city ever elusive. Days turned into nights and nights into days, yet Alara remained just out of reach. Desperation took hold. In a final attempt, Rowan used ancient rituals from the scrolls to build a bridge, using his own memories and emotions as the foundation. But with each memory used, a part of him faded. By the time the bridge reached Alara, Rowan was but a shell of his former self. The city, however, was nothing like his dreams. Decayed, desolate, and silent. The gold was mere dust, and the fountains were dry. 
The once melodic songs were now tormented screams, the echoes of those who had sought the city before him. And as the realization dawned upon him, Rowan too became one with the city, another voice in its haunting chorus, forever echoing the price of obsession and the curse of Alara. Tale 2, Shadows of the Elders The village at the forest's edge had always been wary of the ancient grove, known as the Elderwood. It was said that the oldest trees there did not cast shadows of branches or leaves, but of men and women, twisted and writhing in silent agony. When young Lila, driven by curiosity and youthful defiance, decided to play in the Elderwood one sunny day, she noticed the dark humanoid silhouette stretching away from the trunks. At first, she tried to match them, playing a game of shadow puppets. But, as the sun began its descent, one shadow separated from its tree and began to dance. Entranced, Lila followed the dancing shadow deeper into the forest until she came upon a stone circle. The shadows of the ancient trees converged there, swirling together in a hauntingly beautiful ballet. And at the circle's center stood a figure, not a shadow but a translucent entity, an echo of a time long past. The figure whispered of a time when the forest was young and the village did not exist. A time when the Elderwood was a tribe, guardians of the forest's secrets. But they had been betrayed by one of their own, a chieftain who craved eternal life. He bound the tribe's souls to the trees, where they became the eternal guardians they once were in life. Lila, filled with compassion, offered to help. The figure asked for a promise, a bond. To free one shadow, a life had to willingly bind itself to a tree. Lila agreed, thinking of the lonely old widow in the village, yearning for her departed family. But when she led the old woman to the stone circle, promising her a reunion with her loved ones, the shadows did not dance. Instead, they lunged, binding the old woman to a young sapling. The translucent figure reappeared, not with gratitude, but with hunger in its eyes. Lila had rekindled its taste for life. Returning to the village, she found it in chaos. One by one, villagers were being lured to the Elderwood, their shadows joining the ancient dance. And as the sun set each day, Lila watched, helpless, as her village became a forest, and the shadows of her loved ones joined the elders in their eternal dance. Tale 3. The Forest's Breath Nestled in the heart of the country was the town of Mistaven, named for the thick fog that rolled in from the neighboring forest every dawn. Residents took the phenomenon in stride, adjusting their routines to avoid early morning activities. But when the fog began to linger, growing denser, and extending its stay, unease spread. Elaine, a researcher, decided to investigate the prolonged presence of the fog. Venturing into the forest, she noticed that instead of dampening sounds, the mist seemed to amplify them. A dropped twig sounded like a thunderclap. A bird's call was as loud as a siren. As Elaine journeyed deeper, the forest's atmosphere grew oppressive. The fog took on strange hues and began to reveal glimpses of other places, times, and even worlds. In one wisp of fog, she saw a bustling Victorian street. In another, a desolate post-apocalyptic city. While the visions were entrancing, they were also disorienting. Elaine realized she was lost. With every step, the ground seemed to shift beneath her. The once familiar forest was now a maze of alien landscapes. In her panic, Elaine began to see figures within the fog, 
shadowy silhouettes beckoning her, whispering promises of escape. Desperate, she reached out, only to find herself transported to one of the myriad places glimpsed within the mist. She stood in a vast desert, the forest nowhere in sight. Around her, relics of her world were buried in the sand, familiar items that seemed to have been there for centuries. Back in Misthaven, residents woke to another fog-filled dawn. Among the ghostly echoes carried by the forest's breath was Elaine's voice, forever searching for a way home. Tale 4, The Alien Observatory Kevin had always been drawn to whispering woods, especially a peculiar clearing that had a patch of ground devoid of any grass, just smooth, dark soil. He decided to set up camp there one summer night, his telescope by his side. As night fell and stars adorned the sky, Kevin began his stargazing. But each time he peered into his telescope, the stars seemed off. Constellations were misplaced, and unfamiliar celestial bodies glowed brightly. Baffled, he looked up with his naked eye. The night sky appeared normal. But through his telescope, it was as if he was looking at a different universe. Suddenly, a blinding light shone from the patch of barren ground, and a translucent screen emerged, hovering in the air. Alien symbols and diagrams flashed across it. The ground beneath him vibrated with a hum, and he realized, with a chill, that he was standing on an ancient, buried spacecraft. The screen showed images of Earth, but not as he knew it. Continents were reshaped, cities unfamiliar. It was Earth, but from a different timeline. The craft was not just from another world, it was from another dimension. Curiosity overcoming his fear, Kevin touched the screen. Immediately, memories flooded his mind, memories of an alternate life on this alternate Earth. He saw himself, but different, another profession, another family, another life entirely. Suddenly, the craft began to activate. Lights illuminated, machinery whirred, and the hum grew louder. The screen displayed a countdown, and Kevin realized that the ship was preparing to return to its dimension. Desperate to remain in his world, he tried to leave the clearing. But an invisible force held him in place. As the countdown reached zero, a brilliant flash consumed the area. The next morning, campers found an empty clearing in whispering woods, with a lone telescope pointing towards the sky. And somewhere, in an alternate dimension, Kevin woke up to a world he recognized from the craft screen, his memories of his original life fading like a dream. Tale 5. The Whispering Pines Whispering Pines was a known campsite, named for the dense pine trees that always seemed to sway and rustle, even on the calmest days. No one thought much of the name until Lena and her friends decided to camp there one chilly autumn evening. They pitched their tents right in the heart of the forest, surrounded by towering pines. As night approached, Lena thought she heard a faint murmur, almost like hushed conversations. At first, she dismissed it as the wind playing tricks on her ears. But as the night deepened, the whispers grew clearer. Unable to sleep, she stepped out of her tent. The forest was bathed in the cold light of the moon, the pines casting long, dark shadows. Following the source of the whispers, Lena found herself drawn to a particularly old, gnarled pine tree. Its bark was rough and etched with what looked like ancient symbols. Pressing her ear against it, she heard countless voices, 
They weren't just whispers, they were memories. Echoes of travelers who had camped among these trees, sharing tales of love, loss, hopes, and fears. The tree had absorbed them all, making the forest a living tapestry of human experience. But among the myriad voices, one stood out. It was a mournful lament of a woman who had once loved and lost in these woods. Her lover had promised to meet her at Whispering Pines but never showed up. She waited for days, her cries of despair becoming one with the winds. Lena felt a pang of sorrow, her heart resonating with the woman's grief. She whispered a promise to the tree to come back with her friends and tell happy tales, hoping to bring some solace to the sorrowful spirit. But as she turned to return to her tent, she found herself surrounded by ghostly apparitions. Faces of countless campers, some familiar from the tales she'd just heard, stared back at her. They seemed neither malevolent nor benevolent, merely lost in their memories. Among them stood the woman, her translucent figure shimmering in the moonlight. Her gaze locked onto Lena, a mix of anguish and hope. She pointed towards the old pine, and Lena understood she wanted her story to be heard, to not be forgotten. Rushing back to her camp, Lena gathered her friends and shared her experience. Together, they sat around a campfire, recounting happy tales, singing songs, and filling the forest with joyous echoes. As dawn approached, Lena noticed the ghostly figures fading away, replaced by a warm golden glow that seemed to emanate from the old pine tree. They left whispering pines with a sense of fulfillment. But the forest had changed for Lena. Every rustling leaf Every swaying branch seemed to whisper tales of yore. And she knew she would return again and again to be part of the ever-growing tapestry of Whispering Pines. Tale 6. The Forest's Guardian The town of Norhaven sat on the edge of a vast, untouched forest, dense and ancient. The forest had long been the subject of rumors and superstitions. Locals never ventured in after sundown, claiming that a guardian spirit protected the woodland and all its creatures from the harm of humans. Kyle, a nature photographer with a penchant for thrill, had heard these tales. Intrigued and a touch skeptical, he decided to spend a night in the forest, hoping to capture its ethereal beauty under the moonlight. Equipped with his camera and gear, he trekked deep into the woods. As dusk approached, a thick fog began to envelop the forest floor, limiting visibility to just a few feet ahead. Kyle set up camp near a clearing where the fog seemed less dense and the silvery moonlight could penetrate. Hours went by, and the forest, bathed in an eerie stillness, seemed almost magical. Suddenly, Kyle heard a soft rustling behind him. Turning, he saw a large shadowy figure watching him from the tree line. Its form was indistinct, shifting and wavering like smoke. Two luminescent eyes stared intently at Kyle, unblinking. Gripped by fear but driven by curiosity, Kyle slowly raised his camera and took a shot. The figure didn't move. Slowly, it began to approach him, its form becoming clearer. It was tall and slender, with long limbs that seemed to merge with the trees and fog around it. Its face, though mostly featureless, exuded an aura of ageless wisdom and stern authority. You are not welcome here. It whispered, its voice echoing like a thousand rustling leaves. I meant no harm. Kyle stammered, lowering his camera. I just wanted to capture the forest's beauty. 
The Guardian regarded him silently for a few moments. The beauty of this forest is not for outsiders to take. It finally said, It belongs to the creatures who call it home, to the trees that have stood here for millennia, and to the spirits that guard it. Kyle, realizing the gravity of his intrusion, quickly packed his gear. I'll leave. He promised. I won't return. As he made his way out of the forest, the Guardian's presence seemed to be everywhere, watching, ensuring he left. Once out, Kyle looked at the photograph he'd taken. The image was blurry, but the Guardian's piercing eyes were clear, a reminder of the forest's ancient protectors. Back in Norhaven, Kyle shared his encounter. The townspeople listened with a mix of awe and fear, reinforcing their belief in the Guardian spirit. The forest remained untouched, its secrets preserved by its spectral protector. But Kyle was changed forever. Every rustle in the trees, every whisper of the wind, reminded him of the Guardian's eyes, always watching, always ensuring that the forest's sanctity was never breached again. Tale 7. Echoes of the Forgotten The deep woods of Durwood Forest had always been a place of mystery. Tales of an abandoned village, consumed by nature and forgotten by time, had circulated for generations. Many adventurers sought to find this lost village, hoping to uncover hidden treasures or simply satisfy their curiosity. Yet, none who ventured in search of the village ever returned. Emma, a historian with a passion for unraveling mysteries, couldn't resist the allure of the tales. Equipped with old maps and journals from previous explorers, she embarked on her quest. After days of trekking through the dense foliage, she stumbled upon a clearing. Before her stood the remnants of the lost village. The houses, though dilapidated, bore hints of their former charm. Vines and moss had claimed them, and nature was slowly erasing them from existence. An eerie silence permeated the air, interrupted only by the soft chirping of distant birds. Curiosity pushing her forward, Emma explored the homes. Inside, she found remnants of lives once lived, tattered clothing, rusted utensils, toys, and more. Each house held memories, frozen in time. As she delved deeper, she began to hear faint sounds, children's laughter, the murmur of conversations, and the distant hum of village life. Drawn to the village square, Emma found an old well. Peering inside, she saw not the darkness she expected, but a reflection of the village in its heyday. People bustled about, children played, and life thrived. Mesmerized, Emma reached out to touch the water's surface. The moment her fingers made contact, she was pulled into the reflection. The village around her was alive. The people, seemingly oblivious to her presence, went about their daily routines. Emma realized she was witnessing the village's final days reliving the echoes of its forgotten past. A sudden chill filled the air, and a dense fog rolled in. The villagers, now visibly agitated, began to gather in the square. Elders chanted, children clung to their mothers, and a palpable sense of dread settled over the village. From the forest's edge, dark figures emerged, shadowy beings with no discernible features. The villagers formed a protective circle, their chants growing louder, but the beings advanced, consuming everything in their path. Emma, paralyzed with fear, watched as the village was engulfed by the shadows. The echoes of their final screams reverberated in her ears, 
Just as the darkness threatened to consume her, she was yanked back to her reality, finding herself once again by the well. The village, though still in ruins, felt even more desolate. The echoes of its tragic past weighed heavily on Emma. She realized the village was trapped in a never-ending cycle, doomed to relive its final moments for eternity. Determined to free the village from its curse, Emma conducted rituals and sought help from local shamans. But the village remained bound, its tragic fate sealed. Emma left Darewood Forest, but the haunting memories of the village and its people never left her. She became an advocate for preserving history, driven by the belief that by remembering the past, we can prevent history from repeating itself. Yet, the chilling echoes from the forgotten village of Derwood Forest serve as a stark reminder that some mysteries are best left undiscovered, and some places, no matter how alluring, are best left undisturbed. Tale 8. The Feral Whisperer Within the heart of Greenwood Forest lay a secluded glen, renowned for its tranquility. The local community often shared tales of the Feral Whisperer, a mythical figure believed to communicate with the forest's creatures. Amy, an animal behaviorist, was intrigued by these tales. Drawn to the enigma of the Feral Whisperer, she decided to camp in the glen for a week, hoping to document the behavior of woodland animals and perhaps debunk the myth. The first few days were uneventful, filled with observations of squirrels, deer, and birds. However, on the fourth night, as a full moon rose, Amy began hearing soft, melodic whispers. Wafting through the trees, following the sound, she found herself in a part of the glen she hadn't explored. Here, the trees stood closer together, their branches intertwined as if sharing secrets. The whispers grew louder, culminating in a small clearing where she witnessed a surreal sight. Animals of various species gathered around a tall, cloaked figure bathed in moonlight. Their eyes glowed an unnatural shade, and they seemed to move in harmony with the figure's words. Captivated, Amy hid behind a tree and began recording the interaction. The cloaked figure, with hands raised, seemed to be directing the animals, whispering incantations that held them spellbound. As the ritual progressed, the animals' movements became more synchronized, almost as if they were becoming one entity. Suddenly, the cloaked figure paused, turning its head towards Amy's hiding spot. She felt a cold dread as two piercing eyes locked onto hers. The animals, too, turned their glowing eyes in her direction, their once peaceful demeanor now menacing. Amy, gripped by terror, fled the clearing, the haunting whispers chasing her. As she ran, she felt the forest closing in on her, branches scratching her face and roots tripping her feet. The chorus of whispers grew louder, and she could feel the eyes of the forest's creatures watching her every move. By dawn, she finally emerged from the forest, exhausted, and traumatized. The recording device which she had clung to throughout her escape was her only evidence of the night's events. Back in the safety of her home, she hesitated before playing the recording. When she finally mustered the courage, instead of the whispered incantations, she heard a chilling message. Those who witnessed the forest's secrets become one with it. Weeks passed and Amy's life resumed its normal pace. Yet, she couldn't shake off the unease. Every rustle of leaves, every animal's cry, seemed to carry the whispers of that night. One evening, as she was reading by her window, she noticed woodland creatures gathering in her yard, their eyes glowing in the twilight. 
Among them stood the cloaked figure, its piercing eyes fixed on her. The whispering began again, softer this time, but no less eerie. Amy realized she was forever bound to the feral whisperer and the forest's creatures. She had intruded upon their sacred ritual, and now they would forever be a part of her life, their haunting whispers a constant reminder of the night she ventured too deep into the forest's mysteries. Tale 9. The Labyrinthine Roots For as long as the residents of Pinebrook could remember, there were stories about the entangled grove in Ravenwood Forest. Parents warned their children to steer clear of it, for those who entered were said to never find their way out. Sean, a geologist studying underground root structures, had recently moved to Pinebrook. Dismissing the tales as mere local folklore, he decided to map out the root systems of Ravenwood Forest, starting with the Entangled Grove. Armed with tools and equipment, Sean ventured into the forest. The trees in the grove were dense, their roots so thick and intertwined that they seemed to form a labyrinthine mesh on the forest floor. Fascinated, he began his work. However, as he delved deeper into his research, he noticed something peculiar. The roots seemed to shift when he wasn't looking, altering their positions ever so slightly. He would mark a point, only to find it had changed when he returned to it. By evening, a thick fog had descended upon the grove. Sean decided to head back, but soon realized he was lost. The roots, which had appeared merely tangled earlier, now seemed purposeful in their entanglement, forming intricate patterns and pathways that led him in circles. Hours turned into days as Sean wandered the grove, growing more desperate and disoriented. He began to hear soft murmurs around him. Whispers of past wanderers who'd been trapped within the grove echoed through the trees, sharing their tales of despair. In his delirium, Sean came to understand that the grove was alive, conscious in some arcane way. It fed on the energy and emotions of those it ensnared, using their memories and experiences to grow and expand. Desperation turned to determination. Sean decided to confront the grove. Using his knowledge of geology and patterns, he began rearranging the roots, attempting to disrupt the grove's natural flow. As he worked, the whispers grew louder, more frantic, attempting to dissuade him. After what felt like weeks, Sean managed to create a break in the pattern. Exhausted but hopeful, he followed the newly formed path, which finally led him out of the entangled grove. Returning to Pinebrook, he shared his harrowing experience, reinforcing the town's fears about the grove. He left soon after, the trauma of his ordeal too much to bear. But the residents noticed something. Each year, on the anniversary of Sean's escape, the edges of Ravenwood Forest would inch closer to Pinebrook, the roots reaching out as if seeking something, or someone, it had lost. And as for the entangled grove? It remained, waiting patiently, its labyrinthine roots a trap for the next curious soul, forever hungry for more stories to entwine within its ancient heart. Tale 10. The Dissonant Melody Every summer, teenagers from the town of Marlow ventured into the Elden Forest for a ritualistic campout. Deep within this forest, there was a particular spot they'd gather, a clearing with a stone circle believed to be remnants of an ancient civilization. It was here they would tell ghost stories, play pranks, and share secrets until dawn. On one such night, Clara and her friends sat around the campfire, challenging each other to tell the scariest story. As the night wore on, a faint, 
eerie melody echoed through the trees, captivating everyone's attention. The sound was unlike anything they had ever heard, a mix of melancholy and long. Intrigued and slightly tipsy, Clara decided to follow the melody, with her friends trailing behind. The song led them to a dilapidated wooden cabin hidden deep within the forest. Drawn to the sound, they approached the cabin with a mix of excitement and trepidation. Peering through a cracked window, they saw an old gramophone playing a worn-out record, producing the haunting tune. But there was something else. Shadows dancing on the walls. Not of humans, but of unidentifiable creatures, contorting and writhing to the rhythm of the music. Before they could process the bizarre scene, the front door creaked open. The room was empty, save for the gramophone. The shadows had vanished. Overwhelmed by curiosity, Clara stepped forward to examine the record. As she touched it, the room grew cold and the door slammed shut behind them, plunging them into darkness. Panicking, they fumbled around, trying to find a way out. As minutes turned to hours, they noticed the melody never ceased. Instead, it seemed to evolve, playing on their fears, morphing into sounds of their deepest anxieties and regrets. When dawn broke, Clara and her friends finally managed to pry the door open and sprinted back to Marlowe. They spoke little of that night, each haunted by the dissonant melody and the shadows they had witnessed. Weeks passed, and life began to regain some semblance of normalcy. But Clara noticed something unsettling. Every night, as she tried to sleep, she'd hear the faint strains of the melody from the forest. It was as if the song had imprinted itself onto her, and she could not escape its grasp. One evening, as the sun set and the world was awash in twilight, Clara sat in her room, trying to drown out the tune with other music. But it persisted, growing louder and more insistent. Suddenly, a realization dawned upon her. The melody wasn't coming from the forest. It was coming from inside her house. She heard soft whispers accompanying the tune and the unmistakable sound of something or someone moving downstairs. Terrified, Clara locked her bedroom door. The whispers grew closer, echoing the words of the stories shared that fateful night in the forest. She could see shadows dancing beneath her door, mirroring the ones from the cabin. But as the night wore on, a chilling silence enveloped her home. The next morning, Clara's parents found her bedroom door locked. After breaking it open, they found the room empty, save for an old gramophone playing a familiar, eerie melody. Clara was never seen again. However, every summer, when teenagers venture into Elden Forest, they hear faint whispers of a girl warning them of a cabin and a song that should never be heard. But the most unsettling part? Whenever someone claims they've seen Clara, it's always when they're alone in their room, just as night begins to fall, with the outside world growing silent except for a haunting, dissonant melody echoing in the distance.